from obesity to addiction to depression to full life living. My guest coming up in just a couple minutes, Mark Eisenhardt, is back to talk to us about living that unbridled existence. I absolutely love it. Redefining what is possible in life. We've got Mark coming up in a couple minutes. Hey, gang, you're tuned in to David Essel Live, America's Positive Radio Talk Show celebrating 22 years on the air, broadcasting live on a Studio E in Los Angeles, California, XM Satellite Radio 246, and we stream, of course, worldwide at talkdavid.com. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. Later on in the show, we'll be going back to your emails, your texts, your phone calls, blasting us with emails and phone calls again tonight. You can text us at 941-266-7676, 941-266-7676. So Mark went from, and, and, and when I get Mark on the air, I'm going to ask him this. I think his, his highest weight was around 450 pounds. Huge. He became agoraphobic, an addict, food addict, multiple addictions, deep depression, found his way, battled his way out of it through a technique that we've used in our work to help people get clean for 20 years, and that is the absolute surrender to a program outside of ourselves, gang, any addiction you have, you got to pick up that principle of surrender. You can't work a program with someone else's giving you ideas and thoughts and then decide, I'm going to do this but not that. Hey, Mark, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be back here, David. It's nice to hear your voice again. How are you? Yeah, yeah, doing good, doing good. Hey, listen, we're going to get to to more of your story, but you've got some kind of crazy stuff you're doing. You're repelling off a hotel? I I am, and thanks so much for bringing that up. You know, uh, as you pointed out, during my experience, my rock-bottom experience, I wasn't just dealing with uh, depression and an eating disorder. I was abusing drugs and alcohol, painkillers and sleeping pills. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to repel off of the W in Hollywood, which is Aspire, to benefit the National Youth Recovery Foundation. It's a great opportunity for me, David, to um, help some young men and women who are in rehab from drug and alcohol addiction get back on their feet. To nice. Be part of their mentorship and outreach program. Yeah, so it's a good time. And I did it last hey, year. Okay. Now wait, Mark, 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 Mark. How how far how far are you repelling down from the top of the hotel? Yeah, I was going to tell you. I did it last year off the Bancor Tower in Portland. It was just under five hundred feet. Um, I think the W is just under three hundred feet, David. Okay, now okay, so that's thirty stories, right? Yeah, uh, about thirty floors. Commercial. Yeah, 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 something like that. Okay, and and like, how long does it take you to do that? Well, the, the, the 465-foot rappel of the Bancor Tower took me probably about 15 minutes, I'd say. Okay, uh, yeah. So I expect this to be probably closer to 10 minutes, David. Okay, and do you practice, do you practice like, at the hotel? Um, there was last year an opportunity to go to an indoor rock climbing facility and practice, but you can't actually practice off the hotel. When you lean off the edge of the building for the first time to, for your event, that's actually the first time. So, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Now, are you nervous at all to do this? I, I'm not, and, and let me explain why, uh, David. As you know, uh, during my illness, during my disease process, I was suffering suffering from 
post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm a twice-decorated retired firefighter paramedic, and I also did search and rescue, which is to say that I was up on Mount Hood, and I'm a climber. Mountaineering was something right. that was very much a part of my life back then and, and is now as I'm a uh, EON-sponsored athlete. So I have um, lots of training. I'm fortunate, David, in that I have lots of training uh, in things related to high-angle tech rescue, um, climbing, rigging, abseiling, rappelling. So this is actually something I'm pretty comfortable with, but it is, yeah. it is exhilarating. It is a lot of fun. And, and Mark, how do people, like, donate for, for this event? How could they get a hold of you and give money for the National Youth Recovery Foundation? Well, thank you, David, for asking. There is a link on my Facebook wall. My Facebook is facebook.com slash EisenhartMark. And there's also one at Facebook.com slash Rattle the Cages. And I believe on your blog and on David Essel Live, those links are up there as well. And so if people are interested, I do have a fundraising goal. And you can make a donation. Whatever you can make would be greatly appreciated because you and I both know, David, that money may actually help save a life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And is, is yeah. the National Youth Recovery, now is this a certain age uh, of, of, of young adult that's in this program trying to get clean from drugs and alcohol, Mark? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the the average age is between 18 and 24, 18, 25. But actually, they go up to, um, I think some of the people that are enrolled in the program are in their late 20s, maybe even early 30s. But 30s. I think the mean mean age in there is 18 to 25. I think it's great that you're doing this, Mark. Someone who's in recovery like yourself, you know, going out and, and doing this kind of, uh, we don't really want to call this stunt. It's a, it's a fundraising activity. Yeah repelling down the W Hotel in, in Los Angeles. Uh, I think it's great that you're doing this, man. Good for you. Well, thank you. You know, there's a big part of this about just my brand, about paying it forward, right, David? We need to outreach. We yes. need to help other people extend our hands. So this is a great way to get people's attention, obviously, um, and yes. to, to do, hopefully, you know, a world of good for young men and women, because we keep it by giving it away, right, David? And I want to help, yeah. you know, anybody that I can help get back on their feet or move forward, forward in a positive direction. They've asked me to be part of their outreach and mentorship program, and I'm going to do that, too. So I have an opportunity cool. to work more closely one-on-one. So thank you. Yeah, hey Mark, we've got a couple minutes before a break, and and I want I want our listeners to get something really big from you. If if there's the number of people in our audience that are obese, who are struggling from addiction, who are struggling from depression or any kind of chronic illness, the the tool you and I have talked about, which I'm a huge fan of, and you are too. I want you to just go in really briefly in about two minutes. Talk to our audience about the power of surrender in order to heal oh, yeah. from obesity, addiction, or depression, Mark. Go. Well, it's the single most important thing that I did, David. You know, and, and to address what you said in the lead-in, I, I know that I was at least 455 pounds, and I say that because I was weighing myself on a scale at a place that um, took in scrap metal, you know, one of those trucker scales. So. Um, the most important thing I did was ask for help. I was, I was not, I didn't trust myself, David. I was not in the right mindset to be making decisions about what was best for me. And I had to relinquish that control. That was the only thing I had left to hold on to, right? Um, and so the minute that I did that and I raised the white flag and I picked up the phone and I called for help and, you know, and as you might remember in my case, I had barricaded myself inside my house and had a gun right. in my head for three days. When you go in right. the emergency room and you tell them that, you get pink slips. And that was, that was exactly what needed to happen for me, was that surrender, because that's where everything falls into place. But if you don't do that, 
if you think you're still in, if I, you know, if I'd have thought that I was still in a position and a mindset to make good decisions for myself, I probably wouldn't yeah. have this conversation with you right now. Yeah, exactly. Mark, from from the moment you fully surrendered to other people asking for help, following what they they told you to do, how long was it, do you think, before you started to see the light at the end of the tunnel? Do you remember? Uh, you know, I think, I think in my case, keep in mind, I was hospitalized for a while. Then it was a partial hospitalization program, an immersion program. So I think I actually started to see things after several weeks started to realize, okay, you know what, there really is a way out of this. Because, David, I had convinced myself when I was barricaded inside my house, and, you know, there was no way out, man. I had a gun to my head for three days. So yes. I started to see after several weeks that there was actually a little glimpse of a light at the end of the tunnel as long as I continued to do the work. And the way in which I measured that, David, was the extent to which I was uncomfortable. I was working with a sponsor in recovery. I was working with, you know, a psychologist, whatever. And they would always ask me, how are you doing? And I'd say, I feel terrible. I'm agitated. I can't sleep. And they're like, fantastic. Keep doing it. It's awesome. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Mark, that is Mark. Hold, hold your thoughts, Mark. We're going to come back and talk more, more with Mark Eisenhart, a guy that recovered from obesity, addiction, depression. Now he's out as an EON sponsored athlete from 455 pounds. Got it down. We'll find out where he is right now, what his goals are, and how can people stay positive with a good mindset once they are in recovery. Some of those questions we'll throw at Mark when we come back. You're tuned in to David Essel Live. TalkDavid.com. Go there right now on the blog. You'll see all of the information on how to get a hold of Mark. Donate for his fundraiser for the National Youth Recovery Foundation. I'm David Essel. Stay there. So shine You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show, David Essel Alive, 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK is the number of the text, 941-266-7676, 941-266-7676. Of course, every Saturday, broadcasting out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, XM, Channel 246, and streaming live at talkdavid.com. My guest... Mark Eisenhart, who's gone from obesity to addiction to depression to full recovery. Mark just got a Facebook message, and it says, Man, your show is hitting on all that I'm going through right now. I'm just not happy, and I've gained all this weight, and I can't get rid of it. But right now, I'm worried about my mental being right now. I can't focus on anything. Help that person out, Mark. What would you tell them to do? Well, the very first thing I would like to say to that person is thanks so much for having the courage and the willingness to reach out. Um, please do look me up on Facebook. Please um, let, make yourself known. Send me a message. I would love to help you in any way I can. Um, asking for help is such a, a, a tremendous sign of strength, David. I think you'll agree. The single yes. most important thing I did, David, after asking uh, for help, the lifestyle changes were important. The diet was important. But the most important stuff is what happens between the ears. What I did, David, was I learned to quiet the mind, to get to the root of the problem, which was the subconscious mind. I did what the Buddha did. Meditation was and continues to be, I believe, probably the single most important reason that I have and continue to be successful. 
I learned how. I, wow. I can tell you how many. Wait, times. say that again. Say that again. It, it, Meditation. It, 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 it yeah, is what it is, and is is a is a reason that I was and continue to be so successful because the problem was between my ears, and me with meditation you learn to quiet the mind, you learn to distill the ego, you learn to get that monkey mind, what the Buddhists call the monkey mind, all those sixty to eighty thousand thoughts that are always circling our brain. You learn how to get that under control. You know this, David. Our thoughts, sure. our beliefs. Sure. Our, th our thoughts and our beliefs create our reality, right? And so That's I can't right. tell you how many times through meditation I would be journaling after my meditation, David, and I would sit down with my meditation instructor and we would discuss it, and he would look at me and he'd smile and he would say, Mark, don't believe everything you think. The problem was between <laughs> my ears. It was affecting my moods, David. It was affecting my emotional yeah. states. So I would urge that person um, you know, ask for help. There's a lot of resources. Please reach out to me. David, I know you've got programs in place, but learn to sure. quiet the mind, to be still, excuse me, to be still and to slow down. Don't believe yeah. everything you think. You, you, transformation, David, happens between the ears. I think you'll agree. Absolutely. How long do you think it took you in practicing meditation, Mark, before you started to see a shift in not listening to all those thoughts and, 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 and the thoughts started to quiet down? How long was it for you? It was, it, I'll tell you what, it was arduous, David, and I really struggled with it. And the only reason that I was successful with it is because I made it a priority. And let me tell you what I mean. There was a time, David, when I sat down, um, if not every hour, at least every two hours. So depending on how long I was awake for, I would sit down in the chair, and it may have only been for five minutes, but I would sit there and quiet everything down and meditate diligently. And that is to say that if I was somewhere out, and there were many times when I was, you know, just in the grocery store or visiting with a friend, I would excuse myself, I would get up, I would go to a quiet space. There were times, David, when I had to walk into the bathroom, sit down and quiet my mind and meditate. And I'm going to say that probably after about a month of doing that very diligently, I learned how important it was, and I started to see that sort of detachment from my consciousness to to later become what I know is called the observer. There's a point at which, you know, you are literally removed and you're just watching sort of that air traffic that's going on. But that happened probably right. after two to, two to three months of doing it. Yeah, I think, you know, um, most people, especially most of us that are based on action is where we get success in life, you know, and it's really true that that what we do is going to be the creation of what we receive. But That's meditation, right. you know, meditation is a form of action as well. That's right. It is. Uh, it is. And, and, and I would I agree with that more. And when you find that emptiness, David, when you go to that place of emptiness, that's the place where fullness comes from, right? Because I think you'll yes. agree that someone who's dealing like I was with, with being obese and with low self-esteem and poor confidence and with the food addiction, I wasn't full, David. I was empty. It was a different kind of empty, right? So yes. meditation um, is an opportunity for you to learn a great deal about yourself and then you can change those thoughts. You can replace those thoughts with positive thoughts, with positive feelings. You can reprogram the subconscious mind, but it takes practice, it takes diligence, and it takes a commitment. What else, Mark, do you do on, on a daily basis? What, what, what are your action steps on a daily basis regarding food, exercise, etc.? We've got about three minutes left that people can start to pay attention to when they want to change their mindset. How they exercise, how they eat has a huge impact on that as well. 
I agree. So, David, I still meditate every day. I still yeah. use positive affirmations every day. I still lead a very healthy, balanced lifestyle. So good decision-making, good judgment. Now that I trust myself, you know, now that I have my confidence in my self-esteem restored, uh, good decision-making, good judgment, and I train. I work out six days a week. I do everything from yoga to functional movement training to swimming. I mix it up so that I don't get bored, and I eat a very, very clean diet. I mean, I, I have to identify probably my single greatest expense as far as it pertains to that is my diet. But we know this, David. We heard it when we were kids. It's true. We are what we eat. I'm a part right of raw, all, all organic, plant-strong, paleo-pescatarian diet. So lots and lots of dark leafy greens, lots and lots of um, organic vegetables and produce. And then I'm gluten-free, David, so only seed grains. I eat wild-caught fish, and if I eat meats, like game meat or bison or buffalo, it's grass-fed, the, the, most, uh, the highest quality protein that I can. But I'm present, David, when I eat. It's not just the food I eat, David. I've changed my approach to eating. I'm not overeating. I'm not binge eating. I'm paying attention to what my mind and my body are telling me while I'm eating. I eat for satiety, and I precede my food with enzymes to maximize the absorption of vital nutrients. And when I'm done, I'm done. I eat several uh, smaller, frequent meals, and when I'm done, I'm done. You know, and, and in the, one of the things Mark was just saying there at the very end about eating several small, frequent meals, ladies and gentlemen, that keeps our blood sugar levels normalized. That's right. So, That's so right. we don't have the mood swings and we don't have the cravings and we don't have the overeating. Isn't that true, Mark? Absolutely. Your insulin levels are definitely going to be managed. Your blood sugar is going to be managed. You know, those, those other things, the sugars, the foods that are laden with sugars, they, they hijack your brain. They absolutely, yes. you know, you, you, if you look at anybody who, as I did, who dealt with sugar addiction, you're talking about what's going on in the neurochemistry of the brain is sabotage. So staying away from processed foods, staying away from foods who have refined sugars, um, high fructose corn syrup, you'll, you'll notice once you do that, and I would encourage anybody who's going to, if they can, to do a cleanse. And actually, there's a link on my Facebook wall if they want to learn more about that, too. But get yeah. the brain chemistry clear. Do the cleanse, clean out the pipes, David, and then stay away from the processed foods and the refined sugar. You'll notice improvements uh, in concentration, memory, focus, mood, all those things. I agree 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, more information on Mark, go to Facebook.com slash EisenhartMark. And you can also go to TalkDavid.com. We have all of his links on our blog there. So you can go ahead and choose from one of the 37 links to get a hold of Mark. (laughs) I know. There are a lot, David. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Hey, Mark, great luck with the fundraiser for the National Youth Recovery Foundation, October 18th and 19th. He's going to be rappelling down the W Hotel in Los Angeles. It's always good to catch up with you, Mark. Thanks for your inspiration. David, you are my hero. Keep shining that light of yours because I can see it from here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great night. 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. Something on your mind? Are you stuck? Are you frustrated with your diet, your body, an addiction, love relationship? Are you frustrated at work? Is it with a neighbor, your kids? Call me, 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. We will help you. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. TalkDavid.com is the site. Stay right there.
You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, David Essel Alive. Welcome aboard, gang. David Essel in the box, one 800 548 I'm going to start this email to you, and I'm going to come back to it. I would love to get your uh, your calls, your texts. The phone number, 800-548-TALK, 800-548-TALK. The text, 941-266-7676, 941-266-7676. If you were engaged to be married in 60 days and just found out that your fiancé was being shipped to another country for five years, and you are only going to be able to see him three weeks a year, and you had two small children, would you cancel the wedding, or would you go through with it? 1-800-548-TALK. Think about that. Text 941-266-7676. So you're engaged to be married in 60 days. You just found out that your boyfriend is being shipped overseas, not in the military, works in another job, and he's only going to be free three weeks out of every year to see you and your two kids. He is guaranteed to be gone for five years. Would you call off the wedding? Would you say, you know what, let's wait to see how the first year goes, this three weeks a year is all I can see you? Or would you say, you know what? We're just going to have to make it work, honey, and I'll see you three weeks a year for the next five years, and then after that, we'll be together for life. What would you do? Would you go through with the wedding? Would you postpone it? Would you wait to see if this is the type of thing that you could handle? Or would you say, you know, I'm there. I am so in the corner with you. Let's rock. What would you do if you were in that circumstance? Could you be that strong to marry someone who you're only going to see three weeks a year for five straight years? Could you be that powerful, that strong? Or would you maybe even be smarter and say, I'm going to wait and see. 800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Or text me, 941 941 Two six six seven six seven six. I want to know what you think about that. There's so much going on. Well, while we get your calls and texts and everything set up here, there's so many things going on right now. If you if you're struggling with weight loss, join our weight loss for life classes from anywhere in the USA. Just go to talkdavid.com. If you're struggling with motivation to achieve other goals than weight loss. You can join our Change Your Life classes. Those are every Monday night from anywhere in the USA. If you're looking for deeper love and intimacy and sex, you've got to go to Florida. October 19th and 20th and join our weekend intensive for only $47. Oh, my God. There's so many great things. Go to talkdavid.com. Check it all out. So this is a very hard decision. I'm 35. My boyfriend is 45. We, engage, we are engaged to be married in 60 days and just found out his job is taking him overseas for five years. He gets to return every year for three weeks. That's all we will see each other. We are not in a financial situation where I can go there, plus I have two small children. Do I marry him and only see him once a year for five years? Do we call it off and stay together to see what happens? We are both divorced two times. Don't want it to happen again. It's a very hard decision. Please help us. That's a brutal decision. 
Pat just texted us in and says, you'll be 40 and he'll be 50 when you finally get a chance to be back together. I'm not sure it's worth the wait. Interesting. I don't know if Pat is a a guy or a woman. Again, toll-free 1-800-548-8255. The text 941-266-7676. If you were in her shoes, would you wait and see how this goes with the long-distance thing before you married? Would you marry and then see your husband for three weeks a year and just go, that's the way it's going to be? What would you do if you were in that circumstance? Michael says they've already been together for several years. It seems to me they're ready for the challenge. Interesting. Ready for the challenge. You know what, though? There's like I, I got to challenge Michael and everyone else who's texting in saying go for it. There's something really different between dating for a couple years, getting engaged to be married, and then not seeing someone for 49 weeks a year. I'm not sure in this case that, you know, and and I, I counsel people regularly on marriage and all that stuff, and I don't know if I could say to that person, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, there's so many, there's a lot of texts coming in saying, go for it, go for it, go for it. I don't think I can agree with that. I think, you know, when, when you have a situation where you're going to see someone three weeks a year for five straight years. Now, and of course, things could change. He could get fired. He could get laid off. You know, who knows, right? And he could be back in six months. But let's just say that he wasn't back in six months. Let's just say that it went through and he's gone for five years. And you see him three weeks a year, and you've got two small kids. I don't think I could quickly come to the conclusion that that's a good move to get married. Do you agree with me? Don't you agree with me? Don't? Wouldn't you say that the best thing in the world to do would be to wait? Like, I would say wait the first year. 1-800-548-TALK. Text 941-266-7676. Michelle just texted in saying, oh, my God, don't do it. The odds of staying together, seeing each other three weeks a year, are so small. Look at how people have affairs when they're together every day. I think it'd be too easy to miss each other and to fall into the arms of someone else. Don't do it. And, and you know, I, I don't even know. Of course, there's the odds of having affairs if you live with someone or if you don't see them for 49 weeks. You know, the odds might increase at the 49-week thing. But... But there's just so much that you guys are going to miss. And, yes, you can Skype for free and all that kind of stuff because money's an issue. But I don't know. Mark just uh, texted in and said there's no way in hell if I was the guy that I would marry her either. This is not the time to get married. Let her go and find someone else that could be a real present dad for her two kids. And you know what? Mark, Michelle, I think you guys hit on some really important parts. I I love, thank you so much, everyone, for getting involved with this. Toll free, 1-800. Yeah, I'm going to have to just say I would not go in that direction. I would have to caution you guys to take some time. And this is, here's my advice, my final advice on this topic. I would say stay engaged. Call off the wedding. Stay engaged. See how the first year goes. See how it feels to communicate via Skype every day. See how it feels to um to see each other for three straight weeks and then not again for 49. 
And at the end of the second year, if you guys feel that you're up for it, then get married then. But if you're not, just look at it as we tried our best. The circumstances were beyond our control, and we're going to leave. let this go. 1-800-548-8255. My best thoughts there. Um, oh, this is interesting. 18-year-old high school male. I feel pressure from my girlfriend to be sexual. She has experience. Uh, I do not. I have not mentioned this to anyone because guys would make fun of me. If I keep saying no, I'm sure she'll break up. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, you know what? I, I guess the first thing I'd say to you, my man, is what do you want? You know, if if... If you want to be intimate with her at 18 and she has experience and you don't, talk to her about it. If you don't want to be intimate with her, talk to her about it. In other words, you got to come out of your shell and talk to her. Because when you're not touching base about these kind of topics, everything is going to slow. going to get suffer. Can you go slow? Talk to her. You know, don't be codependent, though. Don't do it because she wants to and you don't. Oh, my God, don't be codependent. Hey, more to come after this break. 1-800-548-TALK. I'm David Essel. TalkDavid.com. Stay there. Ah, David Essel in the box, sending out a big shout-out to Jennifer and Al, who are, I know, listening right now. Bless you both. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Let's go to Georgette in Arizona. You're on with David Essel. Hi there. Hey, I just came, I just tuned in on the radio, and I'm listening about these people. The uh, They're going to be separated for five years. I didn't catch how old these people people are how old are oh yeah the girl the girl was 35 and the guy was 45 (laughs) because you know what i gotta tell you i'm thinking they gotta be 17 and 18 to do something so stupid oh my god georgette i'm just saying because when i was 17 it was an emergency i had to get married i was in love i was married about two months now, the second oh, time, you know, I, I, yeah, you know, it's just the sound. They sound, it sounds kind of something stupid yeah. like kids would do. So I, right. so I now, just now let me ask you see. this. Let me ask you, Georgette. Let me ask you this question. So she's the one that wrote in. She's 35. He's 45. She's got two little kids. They're going to only see each other three weeks a year for five years. <laughs> would you ad- advise them to get married? You know what? I got to tell you, I do not have a degree in anything. And to me, it's just simple. They already have one absentee father, obviously. So she's going to sign up for some more drama with another absentee father. What she should do is just concentrate on raising her kids and leave, leave all the trauma and the drama out of their lives. They've obviously had enough. Concentrate on the little kitties. And when they're up and out in 18 years or whatever, she can go marry him if he's still around. I like that a lot. That is so. I love your show. I never, I've never, I'm sorry, I never heard of you before, but I will listen to you now. You're great. You're great fun. Oh, thank you very much, Georgette. We'll look forward to having you call back. How's that? Okay, well, thank you. I'm I'm tuned in. I want to hear some more. So carry on, brother. Okay, (laughs) you will. (laughs) Bye, honey. Okay, bye. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Oh, my God, yes. We have so many, many people that we hear from on a daily basis, text and more. Um, I'm going to go back. I got a text in from a girl, 18-year-old girl. I was just talking about this 18-year-old boy 
who feels pressure from his girlfriend to have sex, and he's unsure. And then this 18-year-old girl just texted in and said, join the club, exclamation point. I can't believe an 18-year-old boy actually wrote into your show. Bravo for him. I think there's more boys our age, 18 to 19, that feel pressure to have sex and do so out of peer pressure, not because they really want to. My first experience sexually at 16 was terrible. I'm 18 now and still waiting. Of course, I have to be educated a little bit more, but I'm waiting for the right guy to make love to. Aw, that was beautiful. Listen, at most teenagers are highly codependent. We really are. You know, we're afraid of peer pressure. We're afraid of people rejecting us, making fun of us. And a, and a guy who is unsure of being sexual with a girlfriend who has had experiences before him, that's a tough situation. But you know what? Follow your heart, man. If it doesn't feel right, say no and explain to her whatever reasons that you feel are valid. Um, But I would definitely talk about it because otherwise it's going to get awkward You might find yourself in a situation some night and not know what to do. Don't get into that situation. Make a decision. Are you going to be sexual or not? If the answer is no, talk to her about it. If the answer is yes, talk to her about it and maybe ask her what she expects. I mean, get real. Get open. 1-800-548. This is a cute one. Uh, I'm 39 years old and met a girl briefly at a business function. I see her weekly at a grocery store and I have no idea of what kind of line I can use to break the ice. I know she's single and to me beautiful. Can you help? Absolutely, I can help. Do not use a freaking line. (laughs) Oh my God. I don't care how many books are out there with the thousand best pickup lines for men or women or whatever, but... Most of them are just a turnoff, you know? Um, so I'd say don't use a line, my man. You're going to probably risk turning her off. Just be real. Be honest. You know, like, hey, I saw you at this business function a couple weeks ago. I find you just to be absolutely beautiful, and I'd love to get to know you. Would you like to join me for coffee or a drink? That's it. There's your line. It's called honesty. It's called honesty, you know? Like, If you find someone that you're really attracted to, tell them. You know, if you met them at a function, tell, I just saw you. I run into you in the grocery store every once in a while, but I don't know if you know who I am. I find you beautiful. I'd love to get to know you. Could I take you out to coffee? Could I take you? And I wouldn't ever do anything more than coffee or a drink. Like, don't do dinners without knowing someone. And even lunch is dicey. Because you might be with them for 10 minutes and go, this sucks. So go have coffee or, 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 or a drink and make it quick. Make it easy. The first one. But let her know. Absolutely. Um, oh, this is another one. Last week you talked about complimenting your man before you ask him to change. Uh, the girl called in regarding her boyfriend who kissed her too hard. Isn't this manipulation? Uh, no, it's not at all. If it's an honest compliment, no. Never make up a compliment and then to drop the bomb, right? But but let me give you an example. And this is the example I gave last week. This guy loves this girl. Uh, I'm sorry, back room. The, the girl loves this guy. And every time they go to kiss, for the first 30 seconds, he kisses very sensually and soft. And he's attentive. And then he must get turned on. And he goes crazy. 
and she said he kisses way too hard. And then all of a sudden it's a turn off. And she said that when they make love, it's not anywhere near as, as nice as it could be because she's kind of turned off. So what I mentioned on the air for her to do is go, you know what, honey? When we first start kissing, it is so amazing. Your your lips are so soft and the way you hold me is gentle. And I really, really love that. Could we do that for the first couple minutes? Like, could we slow down? Because let me tell you why. If you kiss me that slowly, I'm going to be hotter than anything for you. Do you see how I went into that? Like, we're not telling someone that they're doing something wrong. So it's not manipulation. And we're telling the truth because we're giving them a compliment. But then we're asking for what we desire. And this is what couples don't do enough of. Like, Men and women expect that their partner just knows what they like. And I don't care if this is that you're dating someone and you're 70 years old or you're 20. It doesn't matter how much quote unquote experience. Everyone's different, you know? Like some people just love to cuddle and hold hands when they go into a store and that can turn them on and then they want to go home and make love. And, you know, other people just feel that holding hands is only for inside. And so you got to find out what your partner likes. You know, some people like to be kissed hard, right? Some people love, you know, sex that's all about quickies. It's like, oh my gosh, let's get turned on and do it and then go and, you know, paint our nails and build a ship or something, <laughs> right? And other people like to really draw it out and lots of gentle touching and kissing and talking and, you know, but you got to find out what your partner likes. You got to talk to them. Oh my God. Like my partner the other day said to me, um, I said, is there anything I can do differently in regards to our intimacy? And she said, yeah, I want you to cuddle more. So I said, oh, my God, of course I could. She goes, but not after sex I'm talking about. And I said, what do you mean? What are you talking about then? I'm so glad that you said that, and I'm glad I asked the question. And she said, "Um, no, just like at times when it has nothing to do with sex. I said, oh, my God, of course we can do that. And we, we did it the last several days, right? But I didn't know. And unless I asked the question, unless she was willing to tell me exactly what, I, I can't fulfill her needs, right? So let's communicate. Let's talk more. 1-800-548-8255. Um, well, let me, let me tell you this, because we've just got a couple minutes left. 70% of America is overweight or obese. 70% of America is overweight or obese. And, and the reason is sometimes very subtle reasons. And sometimes it's conflicting, confusing information that's given out there on dieting and weight loss and everything else. To combat all the insanity and the insane diets and the wrong information, we've created a brand new Weight Loss for Like Life weekly group that meets on Thursdays. If you're ready, you can join us from anywhere in the USA via teleconference. If you're ready to learn the truth about long-term weight loss and to do it in a really fun, supportive environment, join us. Weight Loss for Life. Go to talkdavid.com and just check out the Weight Loss for Life program. It is awesome, huge success stories, and you can join at any time. So if you're ready to finally lose weight for life, keep it off forever, let us help you. We'll make it simple. And remember, between now and next Saturday... Go after all of your dreams. Be bold, be strong, and be positive. Remember that all the shows are archived at talkdavid.com. So you can go back and scroll through and listen to some of your favorite authors anytime you want to. 
but I'm going to repeat this. Be bold, be strong, be positive. I'm David Essel. Have a great week at TalkDavid.com.